Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Bowl, Director of Public Affairs. Today I'm joined by our State Vice President, Todd Hayes. We just wrapped up our annual uh, October Resolutions Committee hearing today and uh, wanted to talk with Todd a little bit about the uh, process that we just went through and what some of the resolutions are that are going to be presented to voting delegates. So, Todd, thank you for joining us today. Well, glad to be here, Eric. Thank you. Uh, could you start off telling us a little bit about how we did get to this point and um, what, what exactly you all have been doing the last couple of days? You know, today uh, we spent a lot of time with the Resolution Committee, which is about 35 to 40 people from around the state, uh, comprised of different interests, uh, different facets of agriculture and, and segments of our state. And they were working on the policies for the delegates for annual meetings. So they were going through questionnaire portion of a policy that our members had taken had done earlier in the year and a county submit policy to be looked at. So this these committee members today and yesterday were looking at specific topics that they are attested to to work on and coming up with ideas or recommendations that the full committee would look at uh, to make that final decision what to be sent to the delegates for December. Good deal and that uh, process has been going on for quite a few months uh, began really earlier in the in the year, I guess. Uh, what is it? June uh, original initial meeting. So yeah, our first meeting for this committee would have been back in June, meeting with different agencies and uh, people of interest of, of things going on in, in agriculture and rural, rural Missouri, or just a wide range of topics really, and uh, so that we could have interest in, or maybe our to get our of view from our members and what they think of these different things mm -hmm. to help this committee formulate their ideas and and put together the policy that, that they did today yeah all these ideas coming from local county level uh organizations are the ones that are then reviewed by the committee and um try to come up with some suggestions for voting delegates to to go over in december so um, quite a few people that had to go through uh <laughs> sort through the hundred and uh, 13 submissions I think that we had from uh, every county in the state uh, so that we could consider what all the local counties are wanting us to put in the policy book. Uh, let's get started then going through some of the specifics of what you um, what policies you're going to be putting forward. I think maybe the most uh, the most look forward to one the one people are going to be paying most attention to is maybe the one about feral hogs. Um, that's something that the uh, organizations had a uh, a lot of work done on in the past few months. We started a working group to look into feral hog eradication, and um, that working group had some suggestions. Where did we end up uh, at the end of this open here, or at the end of this resolutions committee hearing process? You know, the, the subcommittee that had this topic, uh, they they took serious consideration at the uh, proposal that came from the uh, feral hog working group. Um, that, that group of people met uh, two different times, probably spent over with almost 10 hours of meeting time and some uh, conference calls coming up with what they thought would be a good policy and a good place to be on this issue. This issue is not is primarily in the southern part of Missouri, not in northern Missouri, where there's not any feral hogs up there, but um, but it's it's detrimental to a lot of the crops, to a lot of the state parks, uh, people's property. Individuals themselves, to, you know, sometimes get to have injuries with them. Um, but then we consider the the safety of uh, our the livestock in these areas and the, the disease pressure that these feral, these wild hogs, if you will, 
could be spreading at any time if there would happen to be a other outbreak. So they took us into very serious consideration and full, the full committee did adopt um, the information and language that was put together by the study group because they were what we considered at this point the expert in our organization to give us the information what to work off of. So hopefully the voting uh, uh, delegates will take that consideration and understand the seriousness of the issue and that the hard work that these people put into it to get it to the to the level for them to, to vote on. Definitely so. Um, an issue that is a, a bigger issue, a bigger deal on the uh, crop side um, rather than the animal side is the biodiesel flexibility provision. Um, what does that one entail? You know that's um, it's kind of self-explanatory. We're our policy in the past has been uh, you know for a uh, you know, 10% uh, flex, you know, biofuels. Dump of biodiesel. Yeah, yeah it's talking about biodiesel, not not ethanol in this case here, mm -hmm. but the soybean associated soybean folks came to us and they're looking to make some legislative changes and try to push, have some legislation that would allow the, the rules to be changed where they could use a 5% of a biofuel blend mm -hmm. in the winter months. And uh, for about six months, and then a, then a heavier blend, up to twenty percent blend, through some other months of the year. Um, so they would still end up using maybe as much or more than they typically have used in the end of the year. So basically, utilizing more of the product that they have. The, our, the subcommittee that worked on this, and the, and the committee finally voted on that they just have it, take out some of the, the numbers and just say hey, we agree to have some flexible standards to see where those numbers fall. You know, mm -hmm. give us give us some flexibility. Within the policy, within our, our uh, people that work with us in, uh, in Dev City, at the Capitol, to come up with good, good language and bills, something we can support. So that hopefully our you know, members will understand that. But that's some of the background on that mm -hmm. that topic. Very good. Yeah, that's something that I think will get some attention in the Capitol this year. So it's good to have a uh, a position on that coming up in that legislative session. Um, the uh, every everybody in our audience is involved in rural schools to one degree or another. I think and. Uh, a lot of people are on school boards. A lot of people just have kids going to those schools, or quite a few teachers are pretty active in our organization. Uh, we did have a, a provision that was agreed to by the committee on uh, teachers and teacher salaries. What was that one about? Uh, one of the topics on that regarding that if it's an area where you know retired teacher, um, they can only work so many hours mm -hmm. for a school district as they're retired and still maintain their retirement fund. And uh, in some areas, there, there, is, there are schools that are, that are hard pressed for, for employees and they get, they, there are certain days when they can't find certified staff, they can't find substitutes <coughs> and, and they can fill in with some of these folks that have retired teachers, but if they're pushing up on the number of hours of service, the number of hours they can work and still get their benefits, they're wanting to be able to say that this is a critical need situation for employers or employees that they uh, forgive some of that and allow them to still meet, meet their retirement, get their retirement. Another aspect of, of this and another portion was just trying to, Missouri Farm Bureau Committee, uh, the resolution committee say we support increasing funding for teacher salary, increased teacher salary is basically what it is. If, if there's a general revenue funds there available at the state. Mm -hmm. So not saying how much or how this is going to come up, but just a concept that we you know, we think they should be paid uh, more than they are. Yeah, I think that's going to be pretty broadly popular. Um, along those same lines, the uh, students from one of our university uh, Farm Bureau programs, our Collegiate Farm Bureau, 
proposed policy uh, regarding startup funds for agri-education or FFA chapters, um, and that was something that the committee considered. Uh, where what was that one all about? Yeah, that was um, folks from Northwest Missouri State University came down and, as part of our collegiate program and did a great job of presenting what they're up to and what they're doing. But this is a need they thought, or an area they thought could be could help as they, as you try to start new. FFA chapters throughout the state. Um, less than half the schools in Missouri have FFA chapters or a VOAG program. So they're asking, you know, if propose a, a way to how do you, how can we get grants or could could there be grants or more funding available for assistance for beginning chapters and VOAG programs in, in schools in, in the state. So we we were all about ag and, and supporting our rural communities and, and farm bureaus. So we thought this was an easy one for us to get behind. And so our committee has submitted that to the delegates for, for December to, to vote on. Yeah, it's really a neat process that they get to be involved in this as well and propose things to the committee directly. Oh, I think I think it's great for them, you know, that uh, they get to show a little bit of what their chapter has been doing for the year, um, some of the activities and involvements and, and things they do on our campus to to uh, to talk about ag, to show showcase what's going on, and take care of the you know some of the tougher issues to help explain to their peers. Who don't know anything about agriculture, what they're doing. So they do a great job of advocating for our industry and uh, on the college campuses, and, and we are very supportive of them and want to keep, keep that going on. Mm -hmm. Very good. Um, dairy is an issue that often gets discussed in these kind of debates because it seems like the policy is changing every year. Um, there was a proposal about dairy margins. Uh, what, what was the uh, legislation that we're talking about proposing there? This was a, is a completely rewrite almost of our dairy um, margin policy. It's, it's, it's basically this came out of the, the new farm bill and some of the things rules being written there at the federal level. And, it's, and a lot of it is uh, from American Farm Bureau that they've had a working group together with dairy producers from all across the nation come together and agree on some policy and pricing structures and, and uh, a margin program or an insurance program for dairy producers. It gets really complex, so folks that aren't in the dairy industry or haven't dealt with this much at all, it's really, it seems cumbersome and you don't know what, what's going on with it or where it is, so it's a real challenge for most of our members to understand it. But at the end of the process, we know that the dairy, as dairy producers were all in, were involved in this, and I think most any of the dairy men and women in our organization that are there today in your meeting, your delegates, they will say, read through this policy, they will understand and pick up on the terms and what it is, and hopefully they will say, okay, this is better than what we've got, and we have to be moving forward. We can't have the same pricing structure we've had for years and years. So, um, it, like I say, it looks, it's a lot to it. It does look complex, but I think uh, at the end of it, I, I believe it is going to be a better policy for us to go over. Uh, dairy policy is extremely complicated, and I, I know what you mean, but I, I really hope that those dairy uh, producers uh, understand all the terminology, because I sure don't myself, but... It is very complex. The issue that we hear about a lot, I think, on the national level that was brought up to us uh, that I was kind of surprised to see we hadn't already had a policy on uh, was regarding human trafficking. Uh, there was a couple of uh, suggestions about addressing child sex trafficking, but then also expanding that to uh, all ages because it's not only an issue for minors. Um, that seemed to be something that the committee had pretty broad agreement on. Yeah, it's, it's something that you know nobody nobody agreed disagreed at all with this, and it's something we don't really think about um, at all much in our rural areas, probably. 
Um, but it's a large state. There's a lot of, lot of interstates going through our state. There's a lot of things, a lot of students traveling, um, a lot of young people, and, it, and nobody wants to see this happen. And uh, but yeah, we'll go on record if our members will vote on it and then say, yeah, we oppose, we oppose uh, human trafficking. And do what we can to help minimize that and, and get away with it. Yeah, so, that's an issue that some of our Missouri members of Congress that we've been supportive of have been two years on in Congress, uh, Ann Wagner not something normally you pick up and expect to see in a, in a farm organization mm -hmm. uh, set of uh, policies, but it's something that we, okay, it, it can happen to any of us, any of our families, so we uh, yeah. we'll get behind this and try to do what we can to help stop it. Definitely so. Well, another uh, one more that we will wrap up with today is something that um, is getting more and more attention as some of the states around us are taking action on this issue, and that is the issue of recreational marijuana usage. Would the committee come up with on that? No, we came up um, that we oppose that at this point. Um, a lot of the reasons um, for a lot of the work that we do uh, and the people we, we, we need to have to help work on our farms and do what we do, it's, it's a safety concern, you know, and a liability, you know, whether we're driving equipment, trucks and things, and they can't have people under the influence of these things. And our insurance, you know, typically isn't going to support that. We want most of our Farm policies or auto policies, or you know, or, or you know, if you're employment, you have a drug testing policy or something. So that's, um, you know, we're we're just not supportive of that. We think there's other things people can do to to enjoy themselves and have fun, but when it starts affecting the safety of others uh, on our farms, um, we take that pretty seriously. Uh, we talk quite a bit about farm safety and making some changes in the policy there and suggestions. And so I don't think we can. Talk of hey, we got to do a better job at our farm safety, and all of a sudden we're hey, we support the recreational use of marijuana. No, I don't think the two and two go together. So um, that's a, that's going to show we oppose that at this point. Um, we're we're supportive of other things for you know, for medicine and uh, things like that that have already been passed, but not for uh, just recreational use. Of sure, and with Illinois um, going online with their recreational use. Uh, in January, we may end up um, having to readdress this in the future too because we've got a huge portion of our border that's going to be up against the state where it's widely available. So things right. are going to change very quick. We're going to be dealing with this for quite a while yet in, in, in the workforce and everything, really, the folks on the, on the east side of the state. Definitely so. Well, uh, those are some good issues to uh, give some more thought to between now and annual meeting, but that is. When we're going to address these next, um, what are we going to do at annual meeting with our policy development process, and what can people do if they want to be involved there? You know, it's uh, it's coming down now to uh, refine this a little bit. We'll get this set out on the website in a few weeks, uh, what the tentative policy is that the committee voted on. Um, we'll have one more opportunity for those who want to get a policy change in the book um, at an open hearing on Sunday of, uh, of the annual meeting that afternoon. We'll give them a a few minutes to address an issue. Um, the committee will reconvene in closed session and discuss any of those topics that were brought up and issues brought up and vote on whether to add that to the policy before Monday afternoon. And then at Monday afternoon, it kicks off the business meeting with the president taking a calling order to the meeting. And we'll have over 500 voting delegates um, there from all the counties in the state of Missouri. And we'll go through our policy book one. Uh, 
one section at a time, one topic at a time, one page at a time, and go through and I'll, uh, we'll go through all the changes that are being recommended. And then if those on the delegates like to make an amendment to any of those changes or something of their own that hasn't been brought up yet, they have that, that's their last opportunity to bring it up on the delegate floor, you know, you know through uh, make a motion and they have a second to that and they can discuss it and it's be voted on by the delegates, you know, up or down. And, and those, that's usually very interesting. I would encourage any, all, any and all members that want to come, even if they're not a voting delegate, to come and sit and watch the process. Um, it's always amazing to me how it gets flushed out and it usually comes out pretty good just some pretty because it really gets discussed in a lot of ways and um well it really truly is the grassroots yeah you and, definitely uh, see that and it's, it's it's i've had a lot of people say it you know it's, it's finally came and went through the set through it and a part of it and just like well, i didn't realize it was like that mm -hmm. that's amazing that you all do that you mm -hmm. know that you all you know it is truly the members making the decision what our policy is going to be our organization for 12 months so yeah. uh, it's something we, we don't take lightly and we don't take for granted at all we know that uh, we have to work it takes hard work but it's definitely worth it it's the end process yeah it's a very good process and it lends credibility to the end product i think so we uh, definitely encourage people to come to that at annual meeting and also if you are looking uh, interested in looking into these proposed uh, resolutions you will be able to find those in your upcoming issue of show me magazine which ought to be out uh, within the next uh, few weeks. So keep an eye on that in your mailboxes. And we ought to get uh, a couple pages of draft resolutions that are in there. So you can keep an eye out for that. And then bring any other ideas to annual meeting if you want to discuss something additional. And, uh, and Todd, again, thank you for joining us and for all the work that you do on this as the leader of that committee. Um, it's a big part of your job as vice president of our organization. And you know it takes a lot of hours and a lot of uh, effort and we definitely appreciate the time that you put into it. Thank you very much, Eric. I do I enjoy that aspect of my position and uh, look forward to it and uh, working with other all the members throughout the, on the committee and also around the state as a, with our ideas and exchanging viewpoints. So it's uh, great to be a part of that and uh, at a great organization as Missouri Farmville is. Yeah, well, it's uh, great to have you as our guest for our annual Toddcast. So we will hopefully be able to see you back here next year where we can discuss what's going to be on the 2020 resolutions. Thanks again. Thank you.